Hi, I'm Robert Jeffress, and I'm glad to serve as your Bible teacher every day on this great radio station on today's edition of Pathway to Victory. If you want to discover your dream, remember these two words, passion and giftedness. God's dream for your life is the intersection between your passion in life and your unique giftedness. Welcome to Pathway to Victory with author and pastor, Dr. Robert Jeffress. When you set out on a trip or a vacation, you leave your home with a destination in mind. And today on Pathway to Victory, Dr. Robert Jeffress shows us that the same planning required for travel is required for every area of life. We can't get to where God wants us to be without following a biblical roadmap. Now, here's our Bible teacher to introduce today's message. Dr. Jeffress? David, before we get started with today's message, I'd like to mention the upcoming Pathway to Victory Tour to Israel. It's now just about a month away. Whether you've been to the Holy Land one time, five times, or never, I want you to join us. This is far more than a sightseeing trip. Sure, you'll get to see the historic sites, but I'll help you understand their spiritual significance as well. We'll be stopping at key biblical locations like Mount Carmel, where Elijah called down fire from heaven, and the Mount of Beatitudes, where Jesus delivered his favorite sermon, and the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus walked on water, and the list goes on and on. Now, time is running out and space is extremely limited. The dates are April 25th through May 5th. You can see all the information and reserve your spot by going to ptv.org. Well, our current study in Proverbs is called The Solomon Secrets, and I've written a book by that same title. When you give a generous gift today, you're invited to request your copy of The Solomon Secrets, 10 Keys to Extraordinary Success. And as a bonus, my book will come with a brand new 44-page book that I've written for the teen or young adult in your life. It's called Timeless Wisdom from Proverbs, with relevant wisdom on issues like dating, cultivating healthy friendships, and planning for the future. Now, it's time to get started with today's message. We're talking about mapping out a plan for a rich and rewarding life by applying wise counsel from God's Word. In today's study, we'll consult the wisest and wealthiest man in the world. Solomon said, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up somewhere else. Today, as we continue our study in the book of Proverbs, we've come to the third Solomon secret for success. And the Solomon secret we're looking at today is this. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up someplace else. Today, we're going to look and see what Solomon, as well as all of the biblical writers, had to say about the subject of planning. You see, we don't ever arrive anywhere by accident. It takes a plan to get to where we're going because the truth is, without doing anything, we don't drift toward our dreams. We tend to drift away from our dreams. By simply doing nothing in your life, you will drift away from God's intended destination of your life. Making plans, listen to this, making plans that are within the will of God for the glory of God are pleasing to our God. 
God says we ought to make plans, but make them within the boundaries of his will. Listen to Proverbs 19, verse 21. Many plans are in a man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord will stand. If you want to know how to determine what God's dream is for your life and how to get there, there are three key words you need to understand. One is purpose, the second is objectives, and the third is goals. If you want to know where God wants you to go in life and how to get there, first of all, you need to have a clear purpose in life. A clear purpose, that's foundational. A purpose statement answers the question, why do I exist? Why do I exist? By the way, some people use the word dream for purpose. That's okay too. A dream is the difference you want to make in this world before you die. A dream is a difference you want to make in this world before you die. So whether you call it a purpose or a dream, it doesn't matter. A purpose statement answers the question, why do I exist? Now stay with me on this. There's a general purpose for which all Christians exist. The Westminster Shorter Catechism says man's chief end is to uh, glorify God and enjoy him forever. We were all created to have fellowship with God. That's a purpose that applies to all of us. As Christians, Jesus commissioned us in Matthew 28 to be a part of his commission, to go into all the world and make disciples. All of us are to be involved in that. We took that purpose statement and fashioned it into our church's mission statement. The reason First Baptist Church Dallas exists is to transform the world with God's word one life at a time. That's something that applies to all of us. But in addition to this general purpose statement that applies to all Christians everywhere, God has a unique purpose for your life. He has a reason that he left you here instead of taking you to heaven to be with him. And if we're going to have a life that matters, we need to discover what God's unique purpose for our life is. Margaret Thatcher, you know what her life purpose was? As a little girl, she believed she was called to be a leader in her nation who would help impoverished people. That was the dream that she had. I think about Candace Leitner. When Candace Leitner's daughter was killed by a drunk driver, she was so infuriated by it that she decided to turn her fury into something meaningful and she founded Mothers Against Drunk Drivers to eliminate the menace of drunk driving from society. I have a friend, Bobby Albert. He founded a moving company and he said his life purpose was to build a Christian company utilizing Christian principles to show how God would bless anyone who follows his word. That's his life purpose, to be a model of a Christian businessman. I think about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul had a dream. The dream in his heart was to take the gospel to the Gentile nations. All of us need a unique purpose that explains who we are and why God left us here. I remember it was almost 30 years ago. It was an afternoon I was sitting in the coffee shop at the Houston Intercontinental Airport and I had a few hours before my flight and even though I had known since I was 15 that God was calling me to be a pastor, I still didn't have a clear direction about how that was to work itself out and my unique contribution to the ministry. And I remember I took out my yellow legal pad and I prayed and asked God for direction and started going through some exercises in my own life. And as I sat there trying to write out in a sentence my life purpose, I wrote at the top of that yellow legal tablet, my purpose 
is to be an effective communicator of God's word. I believe that God's word is filled with life changing principles. And I want people to be excited about those principles and to use those principles to change their lives. That was what my real passion in life was. I still keep that piece of paper in my file. I, I keep looking at it and remembering when God revealed that to me. My purpose in life is to be an effective communicator of God's word. And whether I'm preaching here on Sunday morning or, or writing or speaking on television or radio, that's the guiding beacon that gives me direction in my life. My life purpose is to be an effective communicator of God's word. You say, well, pastor, how do I find out what my purpose is? How do I discover my dream? If you want to discover your dream, remember these two words, passion and giftedness. Passion and giftedness. God's dream for your life is the intersection between your passion in life and your unique giftedness. Let me show you what I mean. Get your pens out. You're going to want to write these down. They're going to flash by real quickly. First of all, talk about passion. God is not going to call you to do something that he doesn't give you a passion to do, okay? He's just not going to do it. He's not going to call me to discover the cure for cancer because frankly, I couldn't care less about science. I have no passion in that. So that is not going to be my life's calling. If he calls you to do something, he's going to give you a passion. Here are four questions to help you determine what your passion in life is. See if you can answer these about yourself or even for your children. Question number one, what needs do you see in the world that concern you? So you look around, what needs do you see in the world that concern you? Number two, if I could meet any need in the world, what need would I meet? You see, God's gonna call you to a dream not to fill your greed, but to meet somebody else's need. That's a true purpose in life. True purpose is not greed-based, it's need-based. So if you could meet any need in the world, what would it be? Number three, what are the most urgent needs in my country, my community, my work, my school, my church? As you look around these different venues, what do you see as the most pressing need? Number four, what age group or type of people naturally interest me? For some of you, it might be children, others might be young adults. Others that might be teenagers, others that might be senior citizens. What group do you enjoy working with the most? That will help you determine what your passion is. Now, secondly, your life purpose will involve your giftedness. God, if he's calling you to do something, will not only give you a passion, he will give you the gift to accomplish that purpose. How do you know what your giftedness is? Again, here are four questions to ask yourself. What abilities do I have that other people tend to notice and affirm? What abilities do you have that other people come up and say, man, you're really good at that. Or you were born to do that. Or you make it look so easy. Number two, as I review my life, what five accomplishments have given me the most satisfaction? You look back over your life, what five things have you done that have given you the most satisfaction? Number three, what is it that when I do it, People affirm you and say you were born to do that or you seem to do it without any effort. And number four, and this is key, what single word best describes the area in which I am most passionate about and gifted? Is there one word that summarizes both your passion and your giftedness? 
For me, that one word was communication. For you, that word might be science or missions or children. But wherever your giftedness and your passion meet, that is gonna be a clue to what your life purpose is. And once you know what that single word is, ask yourself this question. See if you can answer this statement. The way I want to make a difference in the world is by what? How are you gonna make a difference in the world? It's gonna be a combination of your passion and your giftedness. The way I wanna make a difference in the world is by this. Now, where do I get all of this? Am I just coming up with this out of the windmills of my mind? No, I'm getting it straight from God's word. Listen to Philippians 2 verse 13. Graduating seniors, memorize this verse. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God who is at work within you, giving you the will and the power to achieve his purpose. God is at work within you, giving you the will, that's another word for passion, and the power, that's another word for giftedness, to achieve his purpose. God is going to call you to do something for which he gives you a passion and a power. So first of all, you get your clear purpose. The way I wanna make a difference in the world is by what? Secondly, in addition to a clear purpose, you need clarifying objectives. An objective answers the question, what do I want to be or do? What do I wanna be or do in my life? And specifically, your objectives in life will somehow be connected to your purpose. Now. To develop your objectives in life, there are two words to remember. First of all, evaluation. You need to do an inventory of your life if you want to discover what it is you want to do or to do better in your life. And on your outline, look at it. I've given you a life grid that marks the seven basic areas of your life. Spiritual, physical, family, vocational, personal growth, social, uh, financial. And I've given you a scale of one to 10. Now, you're not coming back to church tonight, so here's what your homework assignment for tonight. I want to encourage you, take 15 minutes. We won't probably take you 10 minutes. And just score yourself on a one to 10 in each of these life areas. You don't have to show it to anybody, just for yourself. How would you rate your level of satisfaction, one being the lowest, 10 being the highest, with each of these areas in your life? How are you doing in your spiritual life? How are you doing with your health? How about your finances? How about your relationship with God? Where would you grade yourself on a scale of one to 10? Now, if you end up with a seven or more in some of these areas, your objective might be to say, in this area, I want to continue what I'm doing. If, for example, in your spiritual life, things are going well, you're having your regular time with the Lord, you might just say, I want to continue being consistent in my daily time with the Lord. However, if you scored yourself a two on that area, you might say, well, I want to begin spending more time with God. Same thing for each of these areas. Evaluation, and then secondly, formulation is the second word. Come up with an objective in each of these areas. For example, a spiritual objective might be, I want to grow in my relationship with God. Physical objective, I might want to live a long, healthy life. Family life, you might say, in my family, my real need is, I want to build intimacy with my mate. Vocational, you might say, you know what? I'm tired of the rat race and working for this bozo who doesn't know what he's doing. I want to start my own company, okay? So you put that down. I, I want to own my own business. These are objectives. A purpose statement answers the question, why do I exist? 
Objectives answer the question, what do I want to be or what do I want to do? Now, whatever objectives we come up with ought to support our overall life purpose. Let me show you what I mean. For example, when I went through this exercise, I knew I wanted to be an effective communicator of God's word. So I started asking myself, well, how does that affect each of these life areas? What do I need to do better in order to achieve my overall life purpose? So example, under spiritual, I said, I want to more, spend more time reading the Bible. I mean, after all, for me, how can I communicate truth if I don't know what the truth is by reading God's word? So I wrote that down. I want to spend more time reading the Bible. My physical life, I put down, I want to live a long, healthy life. I mean, after all, I'm not going to be able to communicate from the grave. No matter how passionate as I am about God's word, I can't communicate from the grave unless it's Pathway to Victory reruns or something, but I'm not going to be doing it. I want to be gone, so I want to live as long as I can to communicate God's word. In my family life, I put, I want to be a model Christian uh, to my children. After all, they're my most important congregation. So I developed things I wanted to do in each of these areas of my life. The same is true for you. Now, in order to have a roadmap for where you want to go in life, you've got to have a clear purpose. You've got to have a clarifying objectives. But thirdly, you have to have concrete goals. Now, this is where the rubber meets the road. It's what separates the men from the boys and the women from the girls. So listen to this. This is where most people fall down. They're never able to translate their purpose and objectives into goals. What is a goal? It's a desired accomplishment that can be measured by time and performance. It's a desired accomplishment that is easily measurable by time and performance. For example, let's just say... Uh, under family, men, let's say you say, well, you know, I want to have a better relationship with my wife. Well, now that's an objective, but it's not a goal. I mean, after all, when do you know if you've had a good enough relationship with your mate? There's no way to measure that. So a goal might be, in order to have a better relationship with your mate, I want to take my wife on a date once a week beginning this Friday. Now, that's a goal that is measurable. I want to take my wife on a date. That's something, a desired accomplishment. I want to do it how often? Once a week. And I have a beginning time beginning this Friday. Somebody might say, well, I want to pray more. That's not a goal. That's not a goal. I mean, how do you know when you prayed enough? No, a goal would be, I want to begin spending 10 minutes a day praying every morning beginning tomorrow. I mean, that's a specific goal. You know whether you've met it or not. It's a, a specific accomplishment that's measured by time and performance. You might say in your financial life, I want to get out of debt. That's my goal. I want to get, no, that may be an objective, but it's not a goal. Now, here's the key. As you have these specific metrics, these goals, they are helping you meet your objectives in life that ultimately help you reach your purpose in life. In order to reach that dream destination where God wants to tell you, you've got to have clear objectives. How that dream applies to every area of your life. And once you know that, then you have to break it down further into specific goals that you want to accomplish that begins to be your daily to-do list. Instead of just ambling around your life, just waiting for people to take control of your life and fulfill their agenda through you, we've got to know what God wants from us. We've got to understand what his dream is for us and develop those plans 
and those goals that will help us reach his desired plan for our life. Robert Ringer writes, remember, life is nothing more than the sum total of many successful years. And a successful year is nothing more than the sum total of many successful months. And a successful month is nothing more than the sum total of many successful weeks. And a successful week is nothing more than the sum total of many successful days. Many of you have perhaps been to Rome and seen the Sistine Chapel, that magnificent piece of work on the ceiling painted by Michelangelo. If you read the book or saw the movie, The Agony and the Ecstasy, you know that Michelangelo spent four years on his back painting that artistic masterpiece. He could have walked in and been overwhelmed by the assignment. There's no way I can do that. But he didn't do it. You know how he accomplished it? He broke down that great dream into manageable parts. He would be on his back and he would take one section only a few inches in diameter and he would work and work and work on that section. And when he finished it, he'd move over a little bit and work on that piece Work and work and work on it, day after day, week after week, month after month. As tedious as the project was for him, he never lost sight of the big picture and the ultimate goal. And because of that, 400 years later, we still enjoy that masterpiece. How do you feel right now about the life that you're painting? What is your life looking at right now? And how are you going to feel if you reach the end of your life and we're all going to reach it sooner than we think? How are you going to feel if you reach the end of your life not having reached your dream or even having attempted to do so? Having a clear purpose. Formulating clear objectives. Making concrete goals is one of the most often overlooked but essential secrets for extraordinary success. And it's a secret that is grounded in God's word. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 5 from the Phillips paraphrase. Live life then with a due sense of responsibility. Not as men who do not know the meaning and purpose of life, but as those who do. Make the best use of your time despite all the difficulties of these days. Don't be vague, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of God. Achieving success, realizing your dreams, living with passion begins by drawing up a plan and setting some goals. The profound principle from King Solomon is this, if you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up someplace else. Well, I'm so pleased you chose to join us for today's Pathway to Victory. As I mentioned earlier, I've written a book that complements this broadcast series. The Solomon Secrets contains an entire chapter on the topic we discussed today, as well as nine other practical topics such as how to keep your cool when things get hot, and a sensitive chapter on marriage called Graze in Your Own Pasture. Look, people across our country are desperately searching for the good life, yet most are frustrated by the inability to experience it. Today, you can become the conduit of God's blessing for others, because the secret to genuine success is revealed in the book we teach from every day on this program, the Bible. 
And when you join with me by giving generously to support the ministry of Pathway to Victory, you're allowing people to connect with and employ the secrets of living well and for God's glory. A woman called the other day and said, Dr. Jeffers, since I began listening to Pathway to Victory, God has opened my spiritual eyes and opened doors in my heart so I can receive the truth. Friends, as a financial partner, your gift is the key to reaching people just like this caller. So, thanks for following these simple instructions and responding today. With your gift, request your copy of my book, The Solomon Secrets. As we go into the weekend, don't forget you can watch Pathway to Victory on television Saturdays at noon Eastern on TBN. You can watch us Sundays on hundreds of stations, including Trinity Broadcasting Network at 10 a.m. Eastern and Daystar at 6 p.m. Eastern. David? Thanks, Dr. Jeffress. You're invited to request a copy of Dr. Jeffress's best-selling book, The Solomon Secrets, when you give a generous gift to Pathway to Victory. Just give us a call, 866-999-2965, or visit online at ptv.org. And when your gift is $75 or more, we'll also include this month's teaching series, The Solomon Secrets, on both CD and DVD. One more time, call 866-999-2965, or even easier, go online to ptv.org. You could also send your donation by mail, write to P.O. Box 223-609, Dallas, Texas, 75222. That's P.O. Box 223-609, Dallas, Texas, 75222. I'm David J. Mullins. You know, tragically, most Americans live far beyond their means. And as a result, the financial pressure in many households has become unbearable. So how do we break the cycle of debt? Join us for Solomon's Secret number 4, Monday on Pathway to Victory. Pathway to Victory with Dr. Robert Jeffress comes from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas.